Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Liliano, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. What's up? I hope you've gotten off to an amazing start of this week. If this is the very first episode that you're listening, make sure that you press the follow button so that you don't miss out on any of the future episodes. And also, if you've taken any value from those episodes in the past, it would be really, really nice of you if you can go in and give this podcast a rating and review in Apple Podcasts or in Spotify. Today, I got a really, really exciting topic coming up and I've got my co-speaker, Lorna with me. So we're going to go through this uh, this together. So you'll know Lorna from a previous interview. I did an interview with Lorna a couple of episodes ago, and we really started brainstorming about a lot of concepts. And one thing that we came up with, which we're going to talk about today, is the AND formula. So by the way, hi, Lorna. Maybe you need to say hi to everyone. Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> really nice to have you here as always. So how we came up with this end formula was it started with me hearing a podcast where Niels Brunsels was uh, interviewed. And in this podcast, he said that when you reflect on your competitions, you should always and only review, extract and write down the positive things. Obviously, he said it's in Dutch, but sort of this is what it turns into when you when you put it into English. So you should always and only review, extract and write down the positive things. Now, this got a little bit, what did you say, conflict in my head, because I was like, if you only focus on the positive, how can you actually extract improvement points out of that and as always when I get a bit of a conflict in my head I want to talk to Lorna about it and hear her opinion on it so so Lorna do you, do you remember when we had this conversation and what was your initial reaction when we started talking about this yeah do, I do remember it because we talked about it for ages if you only like you said if you only write down the positive things how do you improve on the things that didn't quite go to plan so I think we both agreed that you definitely had to have not negative things in there, but your your improvement points have you have to have them so that you can work on them. Um, and from there, we decided that. So we had a positive. Then we we stuck in the word but, which was obviously the things that you wanted to improve. But the whole thing, but <laughs> the whole thing became really negative rather than positive. Yeah, yeah. So we did a lot of conversation back and forth, basically. So those improvement points, how you could formulate that in a way that it's still positive. So that at the end of the day, you're you're talking about your improvement points, you're calling them out, you're putting them in the light, but still you're you're talking about it. You're put like you still define something that's an improvement point, but you still make it positive. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So your improvement points for me, they they have to be positive. Otherwise you write them down and you end up with a load of negatives that stick yeah. in your head that you you think is this massive challenge that how are you going to work through it all whereas if you can list them as positives and then put them into something that's gonna you have a plan so you can go away and work on them so then when you go to your next competition or your next training they become positive things to work on rather than negative things 
Yeah, exactly. But like, if we're being honest, like sometimes when you talk about those improvement points, I mean, a lot of the time they come from negative experiences or something that didn't, I'm not going to say negative, but something that didn't quite go to plan. That's sort of where we extract those improvement points out of. So you have this experience where you, you know, get got a bad distance and that would be an, a negative experience. Maybe in the moment you'd be like, oh, that didn't quite work out. And you would want to say like, oh yeah, that didn't go well, let's say. But what we're saying here is that you can turn it around by formulating it like a lesson and being like, I had that really, I had that distance that weren't quite great that taught me that actually I need to sit up and put my shoulders back. So when next time I'm running towards a fence, um, that way I can get a good distance, right? So you're talking about that thing that didn't go so well, but you're talking about it in a positive sense where you're talking about what you took from it and how it's going to help you improve going forward. Yeah, totally agree. Otherwise, you just end up saying your distance wasn't good or whatever, and then you dwell on all the negatives as to why it wasn't good. I can't ride. I can't see a distance. I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. All those things. Whereas actually, if you write it down and find the positive, then you can work out, like you say, why it happened. Was it because you rode too forward? Was it because your body wasn't back? Was it because you weren't looking where you were going? So there, those are all things that you can improve on rather than just being saying to yourself, I'm not good enough. I'm not a good enough rider this happened that happened so it, yeah. yeah definitely it all, it all becomes a positive experience that you can that you can work on yeah so i i think this is going to make a lot more sense once we start talking about examples because <laughs> like it makes sense it makes sense yeah. in our heads but i think once we start talking about the the, the different examples here is going to make a lot of more sense but basically what we're trying to achieve and what we're trying to do here is to talk about improvement points, put that into the highlight. How can we improve going forward, but make it all a positive formulation, right? That we're only, like Neil said, only talking, only highlighting the positive things. So we're basically combining those two things and we're doing it by this and formula. And the key really here is, I mean, it's called the and, for, and formula for a reason, right? The key in here really is the word and. And like you talk about, uh, or you talked about previously, Lorna, rather than saying, but you say, and, and that is really what turns this into a positive formulation, right? Um, so let's maybe start off with taking a couple of examples where we, where we use, but, and, and see how that sounds. Can you, can you think of an example, Lorna, where you would, you would have used, but, and it would have been a negative formulation? So at the weekend we completed our first international uh, we completed it so that is the positive in it mm -hmm. the but which i would normally say is he got his tongue over the bit he ran off and we around the show jumping we had fences down and that would be the old way of saying it so you've said something positive but then you've ended on a negative so mm -hmm. if we switch that around into our formula we completed our first international and we had a few fences down because he was strong. So the lesson in that is that I needed to get a new, to buy a new bit and sort it out. So the, the new formula would be we completed our first international and he was really strong in the show jumper, which made me realize I needed a new bit. So the yeah. whole thing becomes a positive rather than that bitty negative feeling that, that you're left with. Yeah, exactly. So what you have said would have said before, you would have used the and, you would have been like, sorry, you would have used the but, and you would have been like, yeah, we completed our first international, but he was really strong in the show jumping. And you would have, like you say, you would have ended it on that and been like, oh, 
you know. Yeah. And now what you're doing is you're changing that but to being an and. And you're literally saying the same thing. So you're saying I completed my first international and he was really strong in the show jumping. But then you need to add something on top of that because otherwise that doesn't make any sense, right? You can't say I finished my first international and he was really strong in the show jumping. Like that's a weird sentence to say because people will be like, yeah, but like, that's that, good. Was, that was that was good, right? <laughs> why, why are you saying and? Um, but then when you add that last part, like you did, where you say and, um, he was really strong in the top in the show jumping, which made me realize that I need to put a new bit in him. Like that way, that sentence does make sense. So there's really a couple of key components in here. You obviously, first of all, you start with something positive that would have been positive either way, right? No matter if we use the and or the but, you always start with something positive. Then you add the word or and, and then you put that thing in there that would maybe in the past have been a negative. And then you finish up with saying, which made me realize or which taught me da 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 da. And that way, that sentence makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's positive at the start and it's positive at the end. So there's, yeah. although there is learning in there, it's not, you know, you're not pretending that it's all really positive there is learning in there but it becomes positive learning rather than negative exactly exactly you're just you're just reframing that point that would have in the, in the past have been a negative saying he was really strong in the show jumping but it becomes a positive by you highlighting that you learned or made you realize something and that way that sentence makes sense so should we take a couple of more examples here just to um Make sure that this is this is becoming really clear. I feel free to think about some. I, I'll try to make an example here. So, uh, to take something from from Cyclos, I know I had this uh, this round in in Busviesel that I wasn't super happy with. So I would have said something like, "I completed my seventh round of Cyclos. That's a positive, right? But I had a really bad distance in the in the in the in the warm up. So I went into the arena feeling really insecure in myself. Like that would have been a negative, right? I would have started with something positive, but I had a bad distance in the in the warm-up arena and it made me go into the arena be feeling really doubtful about myself. Now, how can I then switch that around with the end formula? I would start the same. I completed my seventh round of cyclists and I had a really bad distance in the warm-up arena, which taught me that I need to improve my mental game in the in the warm-up which taught me that i need to create a plan so that next time that happens i'm prepared does that make sense yeah absolutely so again the fact that i had or maybe i don't like saying bad i shouldn't say i had a bad distance but i i, I had a questionable distance in the in the in the warm-up arena and that taught me that i need to improve my mental my mental recovery routine so that next time I'm I'm more resilient. Right. Do you have another example for us? I was just thinking about that just now. So this season, obviously, we've done really well. We've completed six novices. And I remember one of them, we had a run out cross country. So obviously that would normally be, I think he's had one fed show jumping. He, he'd done a good test, one fed show jumping. But we had a run out cross country and obviously that kind of stuck with me for a bit and mm -hmm. niggled at me. But the lesson in there is, I guess, that we, you know, we did a good test. We did a good show jumping and we had a run out cross country, which taught me that I need I need to train them to, st to stick on a line better, which obviously mm -hmm. we've gone away and done and touch wood. You know, the, hor the horse is brilliant now in a skinny. So there was 
that that um definitely became a positive and it was something that we could we could go away and work on okay so can we identify the different parts here? so what was the first positive that you mentioned the first positive would be he did a good dressage test mm-hmm. and then you would have in the past you would have said but and what was the negative part you put after it but he had one fence down show jumping mm-hmm. okay so that would have been your negative way of formulating let's start over then so what was your first positive part a good dressage test and and he had a fence down show jumping mm-hmm. so then you want to see but he jumped really well so i'm gonna say he gave me a really good feeling yeah then we went cross country and had a run out mm-hmm. but that taught me that i needed to train him to stay on a line better with my skinny fences Great. I would just take away the second button as well and just say, which, <laughs> which taught me? <laughs> Guys, bear with us. Like, we, we, we're improving in this area as well. Like, it's so easy to say this in theory, but it's a completely different ball game to actually put it into practice. So, we're correcting each other here all the time as well. Um, me and Lorna actually had a challenge once we came up with this. We had a challenge for like the week after to every day after we had been riding to send ourselves like a, a a formulation like this and there were several times that we actually had to go in and correct each other and be like no 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 that wasn't very positive have another go at it so i mean this is this is work in progress um but i guess what we're trying to do today is just explain to you guys how you can actually highlight those those improvement points but still turn into a something positive um okay so let's have a second go at that last one lorna <laughs> what, was the, what was the first positive part here we go again so we did we did a good dressage test we had a fence down show jumping, but stayed in a really good rhythm. Now that sounds negative, doesn't it? But it's not. It's actually that is a positive. <laughs> so we'll go with that one. And we had a run out cross country, but that taught me. And that taught me. Yeah, and that taught me that that I needed to go away, do more homework, and keep the horse straight on a line. Yeah. So that is the learning in there. Yeah. A hundred percent. Something positive, something that, you know, would have been a negative in the past, but you need to reformulate. So like the key is really to make sure that you don't put any butts in there, like exchange all the butts for ants. And that's that actually, way, it's quite hard. It's a, it's a challenge for sure. Nothing is hard. <laughs> Everything is a challenge. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just because we, our minds always buy like it always wants to go towards the negative first right and that's why this is this is quite challenging when you really get started with it but i think it's a really interesting exercise to really force yourself to think in positives or or to reframe things into a positive because really they all are it's just about training your mind to viewing them as positives and i think by by forcing yourself to use ants instead of buts you're automatically forcing yourself to 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 reformulate those things Otherwise, the sentence doesn't make sense, right? That's what we talked about. If you put a but, like if you put an and in there, and it doesn't have that thing at the end where you say and that 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 made me realize da, 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 the sentence doesn't make any sense. Yeah, definitely. I think it's amazing how many times you use the word but without even mm-hmm. realizing, or how difficult it is to take it out of a sentence. Yeah, yeah, because because that's the thing as well when you when you use the word but. That always implies that either the part before the word but or the part after the word but is something negative. Always, 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 always. So either you start with something negative, like I had a, I had a really, you know, I had a really bad 
show jumping around this weekend, but at least I finished off well. Like, okay, I, I finished on a positive, but I started with something negative. Like, or you can do it the other way around where you's like, I, I had a really good show jumping around, but I had a fence down. Like it's always needs to be that one of the two sides of that, but is something negative. So the way to avoid that is that you always put an and in instead of the but. Yeah, it takes a bit of practice. It takes a bit of practice. Sometimes when you start overthinking, I think the easiest thing to do is write write it all down, though, and then yeah. you can you can reformulate it and you can scribble it all down. Whereas sometimes I think when you're trying to do it in your head, it's it's quite it's challenging. <laughs> <laughs> you're really good at it again. It's challenging to to take that but word out of it. I think we're all so used to using it, and like mm-hmm. you say, our brains are so focused on the negative rather than the positive. It's um, it takes a bit of practice. Yeah. Yeah, it's with everything, right? This this mental game and those mental techniques is just takes just as much practice as your writing skills does. And that's the thing. We all understand that to improve as writers and those technical writing skills, we need to do it a lot, right? Right? We need to, you know, if you want to get good at Cavaletti, you need to practice Cavalettis a lot. But then sometimes with those mental skills, we 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 think that by just knowing the theory will be grand. Like, but doesn't work like that. You have to practice this just as much as you practice your technical writing skills. And even if you know the theory, actually putting it into practice takes practice, literally. It doesn't. I think we chatted before. You need to. You need to have some um, not negative experiences, but yeah, you need to have those experiences so that you can actually work on yourself again and find out you know, find a way to quickly get yourself back out of, of negative thoughts and, and back into positive ones again. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's really easy to sit there and say like, this is really easy. This whole mental thing, like I really got it, got it covered until the next time where you have like a challenging and tough experience. That's when you really put this to the test. Right. And and you've got to have a lot of those. And that's something that Esteban also talked about, like in, the, in that interview last week, where he said, um, you're only going into the... To, like being first off the dressage and going into the show jumping, like that only happens at the competition, right? You can't practice that at home because you're you're not in that situation, right? So you really gotta put yourself in that situation and then use it to 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 practice. But you can only practice in that situation. So you're gonna have to expect that you're gonna fail quite a few times in that, like when everything counts, let's say, because it's only when everything counts that you can really practice this. Yeah, definitely. Like you always say, confidence comes from taking action and you have to keep, you know, keep putting yourself in those in those situations and then keep writing your reflections and keep using the word and and turn it around (laughs) and make everything a positive experience. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So try and just just sum this up in some kind of uh, (laughs) I think this wasn't really structured, but that doesn't matter. I hope there was something valuable in there. So basically, just to go through the formula one last time and summarize this. So basically what you want to be doing is, so the first element of this formula is that you need to start with something positive, or you're going to want something that you're proud of, something that went really well. There's always something in there. So this also forces you to identify at least one thing that is purely positive. So in this instance, like I had a great feeling in the show jumping, that would have been something that was really positive, or I'm really proud of how how I rode towards the fence, first fence. There's no question about it. That's a positive. Now, the second part after the end, so you're putting the end here after your positive, then you explain something that would have normally been something that you would have referred to as negative. 
like I screwed up the distance to fence number two. Like that would have been a negative, like something like that. I mean, there's always something in there. And a lot of time it's actually much easier to identify those aspects uh, because that's what our mind goes to immediately. So it's fine to have that there. You put that in there. Maybe you don't say I screwed up the distance because that sounds really negative, but <laughs> I had a questionable, I had a questionable distance to fence number two. But then, and this is the really important part, to make that sentence make sense, to, to have it make sense that you have that and in there, you need to add something like, so I had a questionable distance to fence number two, which taught me that, or which made me realize that. And by adding that, I learned this, or I realized this, it taught me this, you're turning it into something positive. So even if that would have been something that was usually negative, you're turning it into a positive by highlighting what you, your realization or your lesson in that. So element number one, something positive. Element number two, the word and. Element number three, something that would have been normally been a negative. And element number four, I learned this. It made me realize this, which turns the whole thing into something positive. Am I explaining this all right, Lorna? Does this make sense? It, it makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess it's just practice doing it and realize that in every every situation that you're in and something becomes a bit challenging, there is a lesson in there and there is something positive to, to be taken out of it. Mm -hmm. So this formula, hopefully, if you sit down and you think about it and you scribble it down a few times, you can you'll look at it and see that your experience was positive, even if you think it wasn't initially. If you have those negative thoughts initially, just try and turn it around and stick it into this formula and you will see, maybe not straight away, but you will see that there there is positive learning in whatever experience it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I think uh, I'm all right to say that if anyone is doubting about this, if they have put this into the formula and they're not quite sure if they're, they're doing this the right way, I think I'm safe to say that they're, they can absolutely send it to us, to, to either me or to Lorna, and we'll be happy to correct you or challenge you a little bit further in this. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't always go right. Sometimes I would send it when we, we challenge each other to do it for a week and I would send it to Jocelyn and she's like, yeah, but that's negative or you put that button or you've you've no you've you've not seen the positive in it so it might it might not sound very straightforward to start with but the, the more you do it then the, the yeah. easier it'll get and the more it'll make sense yeah 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 so again feel free to send this to us uh put the put this formula together give it a shot send it over if you want someone to challenge it and have a look at it um and then i think we can call this this episode done eh? lorna did you have something else that you wanted to add yeah, no, just thank you. Thank you for having me and keep practicing your end formulas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've sort of been challenging Lorna to say that if you'll be fine with it, I'd love to have you come on uh, this episode uh, in the future as well. I think it's really nice when we can talk about it from, from two different perspectives and that this doesn't only become a monologue, but it becomes a dialogue. And I think a lot of those concepts make a lot more sense when we can talk through it rather than me just sitting here calling out theory, but then we can actually have a conversation about and bring our different examples I think it's much more easier for people to absorb so I really really appreciate you you taking the time and, and hopping on and, and talking through those topics together with me thank you for having me thank you right for you that listen if you found this helpful in any kind of way please go ahead and share these episodes with uh, on your social media or with your friends make sure you tag me in it make sure you tag Lorna in it and that way we can also spread this further 
And as always, we're going to finish this episode off with Lorna. Do you know what we're usually saying at the end? We confidently meet any challenge. That's we sh- that we do. We confidently meet any challenge. And uh, we challenge you to start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your writing. See you all on the next episode. Bye.